gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 243. And today, spoilers, we are reviewing Loki. And for this, we are welcoming back an old friend to the podcast. Uh, you hear him on 7,000 other podcasts <laughs> when he's not doing a comedy special. Uh, he was the featured guest where he was the title of episode 201 of this podcast. This time, he'll barely be mentioned in the show notes, yes. just so we're, we're, we're clear. So he doesn't have any false expectations. You hear him on the Ralph Report. Um, I don't even know the name of the other one, but I hear it. What's the other podcast? Uh, I'm on the Ramble with my uh, the Ramble. Friend, there you Jerry go, Rocha. Yeah, that's another podcast that he does, and he'll do all kinds of other stuff. And he, he's I never say no. Guy. He never <laughs> right, and he's an I easy. Never get. say no. He's an, an easy, easy booking. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Pence, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie, welcome back. How you hey, been, thanks. man? Good. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's great. It's great to have you. Um, you know, it's it's so funny. I'd say, how are you doing? I know everything you're doing. I know everything in your personal life because your podcast with Ralph Garman, still the funniest thing out there. And as someone oh, who's very proud of the podcast we come on, that's still the best podcast out there. I thank you. I mean, that most of that credit goes to Ralph, but doing a daily podcast, uh, you kind of have to talk about what's going on in your life. Otherwise, right. you'll run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I, 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 would, I so. would imagine. Uh, we're touching on Loki, a uh, warning out there, and you saw it in the show notes. And if you're ever a regular listener of the show, uh, spoilers, there's no, uh, we're not hiding anything. We're not holding anything back. Uh, either see this stuff or or don't worry about it because we're giving the plot away, uh, as we've done for basically, you know, 250 episodes of this <laughs> podcast. I'll give you the first salvo. Uh, what'd you think of Loki? I really enjoy it. Like, as far as all the Disney plus streaming shows they've had for Marvel and WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and this one. I enjoyed this one the most from beginning really? to end. Yes. Okay. Um, Just because, I mean, it, we can get into that in a minute, yeah. but like, I really dug Loki. Was, was he a favorite character of yours? Here's where I'm going with this. Like, okay. people who I've seen that love this show yeah. love him and everything he does. Or they're Gaga for Tom Hiddleston, who, again, he's a great actor and he gave a great performance. I'm not denying any of that. Yeah. I just thought, for those of you who don't know, Loki starts actually in Endgame when they go back in time and, you know, it's part of their ability to get these stone, these infinity stones and the Tesseract, which is an infinity stone, 
falls out of a briefcase because the Hulk smashes something and Loki gets it and he disappears. And where does he disappear to? That's the Loki series. Yeah. The issue that I found, and I said this last week when it came to Black Widow, Disney Plus has that Legends uh, miniseries thing where they show like 10 minutes of the movies to bring yeah, to you- Yeah, kind of catch up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the character. Yeah. And in Black Widow, I thought, well, the movie's not going to be better than that. Like, <laughs> you see her, <laughs> you see everything that she did. Right. And in Loki, the death scene uh, that Loki has in Infinity War- is brilliant and the fact that like when you meet him in avengers and in the thor movies he's menacing yeah and now he's just a guy i i don't think i think he evolved and i like the fact that he went through a journey he was in in the original thor he's just the bad guy and then thor dark and then avengers he's the bad guy and then you don't really get to see another side of loki until ragnarok really you sit to see he starts to evolve as a character to me a little bit i mean he does a little bit in dark world but he really starts to evolve you really that's where i really started liking loki but was that but that loki is not the one that got put into this time variant thing because no, that one the avengers he's won. just a bad guy yes. and then suddenly now he yes. has all these thoughts and 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 he's he's very interpersonal and you find out of sexuality and but that all these things and i'm just like what am i hearing this for well, because you didn't spend any time really with Loki up until this series. Before he, I mean, if you, you just get the Avengers Loki, you're just getting bad guy Loki after the Thor movie where he's just bad guy. And then he's, do, he's basically the pawn of Thanos in the Avengers movie. So now you get him and you get, to, you get to really see who the character of Loki is, which sort of makes sense about his journey when you see him in Ragnarok start to become the Loki character that I think people started to like. This is just, you know, you're getting that accelerated because he's, He's yeah, you're getting a variant of that character because you're spending more time with him. What did you make of the idea that um, I, I, the Infinity Stones are are paperweights? I um, what, I know what, some people like, didn't... like I don't know. It's just kind of like belittling something that I held sacred. But I think Marvel had in order to make Phase Four like okay, how do we make Phase Four tower above the the other three phases? Let's take the most powerful thing in that universe and reduce them to paperweights but the the weird part about it and i i'm comparing it to a comic book like let's just use dc in the 80s like dc in the 80s is coming out with book after book after book after book or even in the 90s you want to use the death of superman right the death of superman uh batman nightfall happens like six months later yeah and no one's reading nightfall going well that's not the death of Superman. Like this is, this is something totally different. What right. I think phase four and the, the thing I'm, I'm have the most concerns about is that I have no rooting interest in Shang-Chi. I have no rooting interest in the Eternals. I don't know who they are. Uh, Shang-Chi. I know the actor and I like him in that show, Kim's convenience, which yeah. I, I, I might want to have to do a whole hall of justice on Kim's convenience. That shows freaking hysterical. Um, yeah. But the, 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 the argument for Loki is he's plucked out of this timeline and everything is the end of time and the end of creation and the dawn of creation and everything is massive and it, all it is is speeches. And I'll a- I asked this question on another show and I, I'll ask you the same thing. Do you think some of the one-on-one scenes, because there were so many 
one v one scene. Yes. Do you think that was protocol oriented? Do you think that they altered that to accommodate the COVID protocols while they were filming? I it? think there might be some of that there, where you had the very small crew and cast, where you're just having one on one scenes. If this this was shot during, a, you know, the pandemic, so I could see where it probably affected larger group scenes to the fact where like, okay, let's do a lot of one on one stuff. Um, I didn't mind it as much. I mean, I've watched the series twice now. I watched it again before we did this show. I just did you really back up, and wow. yeah, I I enjoy Do you it. Prep I, that much for the Ralph report? Because goddamn, that's a lot of work. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy watching the Loki series. The Ralph report, I just go in and I wing it. Um, this was, but I enjoy this. But I did on the second view, and I'm like, wow, there are a lot of just sit down, almost acting class, sort of one on one monologue scenes in a way. And uh, but it gets out a lot of character development exposition in a way you couldn't do with heavy Marvel action scenes. And I didn't mind that, but I think what Marvel's trying to do, especially with this series and WandaVision and probably going forth with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, because this goes to your point earlier about who are the Eternals, who's Shang-Chi. There's no the audience hasn't built up any love for them the way they built up a love for the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the whole going into the first Avengers movie. And I think what's going to carry phase four is going to be loki as the one of the you know primary heroes dr strange captain america and uh wanda or so you think Vision. loki has like like what we saw in those six episodes has major ramifications yeah i think he's going to be one of the one of the primary heroes going forward heroes I really do yeah i think he's going to be a hero going forward in phase four that's why I, I just get that feeling you're gonna have the three so you think loki is gonna be in shang chi and he's gonna be in eternals no and, i mean I, tony or, stark or just, wasn't the in Do- or just the doctor strange probably just the he might pop up in doctor strange but like tony stark was only in the tony the iron man movies he wasn't in captain america or thor building up to avengers i think they've kind of set the table for him to be who he is and then we're getting a season two of loki which was the big spoiler at the end of the season right so i but think that's to gonna me probably that, feed but into that also Doctor strange right but to me that that sends it into this alternate world this time variant world and you're not going to see loki and in, you'll see loki return in season two i i, I just don't I, think, I think that something think happens uh, in a marvel movie in one of these marvel movies loki has yeah. a major plot advancement and then comes back in for season two and goes what back to the the I don't time, know if we'll see him. TVA. I don't see. I don't think we'll see him in a movie until after season two. I don't think you'll see him in another movie, and probably until the big whatever the collaboration Avengers type movie is going to be. Honestly, I don't know if we'll see him before that. See, I thought going in, I didn't have any expectations, but I thought going in that what when I heard it was the time variance, that I thought he was going to go back in time to different parts in history, some of it being Marvel history. That was yeah. interesting to me. Going to in a world where there's some end of world apocalypse or whatever they called it, and they sat on a train for a half an hour. Like, yeah. just like Again, I, that could be that could be protocol induced because they had to have these I was small like, you're scenes. goddamn Loki. Like, what? And then this other one, this Sylvie. Who is that? Is that the Enchantress? That's got that. I think that's the enchantress. I that to me, that's the I mean, she does enchantments, so I'm assuming that's the enchantress that they just turned her into a female. But why do they Loki say variant. she's a variant of Loki? I think just for story wise, just to do all the, 
the Loki variants in the in the series. And then I mean, had, I mean this, it, they had the kid and the alligator and the old man and the yeah. But that's I mean that's what I've liked what MCU has done so far that I've I've liked about the MCU and they haven't done anything yet to truly upset me about it was they've taken the spirit of the character and and gone forward with it. They don't necessarily follow it with the source material, but they get the the idea of the character and they go forward. So what do you make of um this idea that Marvel is, is that that Marvel didn't have a plan. Do you think this was the plan that Marvel had when he grabs the Tesseract and disappears? Uh, I think so. I think they were going to use that Loki series as a way. Cause like we said, I had no expectations going in Loki either because WandaVision I figured was going to be some sort of allusion to the house, the house of M where she sort of creates this alternate reality. That's where they're pulling that from. So I kind of got that one. And then captain uh, Falcon winter soldier, I figured they're going to go back to, you know, when Steve Rogers left and there was, you know, they're going to bring in, uh, what's his, I forgot, I can't remember the guy's name in the comic book. Right. Well, John Walker, but I forgot what hero he played. But I figured John Walker was going to pick up the mantle. And then this was all about Falcon becoming Captain, Captain America. America. So I knew going into yeah. that series what that was. And they used, and they did the Isaiah Bradley story, which I didn't think they were going to do. And no, I didn't think they that was that, the most amazing thing. And it was funny because we had uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who was the Flash on the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. And we had him on uh, Hall of Justice. We did, you know, we talked about Smallville and, and Justice League. Right, and right. we've now interviewed five of the seven Justice League voice actors, George Newbern, Kevin Conroy, wow. George, you know, um, Susan Eisenberg, like, all, you know, the Justice League. And so Michael yeah. Rosenbaum was the fifth. And he just says, well, have you had Lumley yet? And I said, no, because Carl Lumley was Martian Manhunter. And this is before right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he goes, he goes, oh, you need to have Lumley. He says, no, 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 you need to have like he knew he clearly knew. And I didn't. Right, know. right, right. And when when they go to Isaiah Bradley's house and I'm and it's Carl Lumley, I'm like, holy crap, that guy like that was crazy. <laughs> Um, I, I, it, it's, that was an amazing story. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they brought that in. That's a that. great comic book. It, it's it, see, yeah. The questions that I didn't have about the first two are number one: How does Vision get money to rent to buy property in New Jersey, <laughs> but Falcon can't get a loan? I don't know how Falcon couldn't get a loan. That bothered me. Vision, I, I, I figured I, he just hacked in like Cyborg did in Justice League. Think, and just, you think and that's just, what it is? Just, it was just a put hack? money in his bank account. Yeah. Okay, so he, he hacked his credit rating. I figured that's what Vision did, but Falcon should be able to get a loan. Just on name alone, he should be able to get a loan. I, I couldn't believe that. I, I still that bugged that bugged me so that much. That bugged me. Um, and the fact and that it, Tony Stark didn't hook all of them up in his will. That, a well, that's bit. the thing. <laughs> and I don't want to hear Tony right, like Stark give them didn't all have jobs, right? Like you have some kind of plus one of those government jobs. He's doing all this Falcon stuff for the Air Force. What does that pay yeah. nothing? Right. I, I don't know. I he just kicked that dude out of the helicopter. I mean, he didn't get paid for that. But my biggest issue so far with the Disney Plus series has been the very end of WandaVision. It's after the big battle. The big battle's great. Yeah. But at the end of it, yeah. she walks through the town and they're all like side eyed at her. And she yeah. goes up to Monica Rambeau and says, these people won't look at me the same again. I'm like, they shouldn't. You kidnapped them. Yeah. <laughs> you kept their children in the in their in, in rooms and then brainwashed the rest of them. And what I wanted was 
them to try to apprehend her. Like she can still escape. She's super powerful. They can't capture yeah. her. But okay, you, no, nobody's telling me they had budget constraints. At okay? least, at least pick up the the pitchforks and the torches just and go after try, her. Like Frankenstein. Just try to go over. Her. Like this is where I, you could have done Benedict Cumberbatch in a cameo. You could have. Yeah. Uh, he could have superseded and said, "Leave her. You know, I'll deal with her." And, but. If Agent Wu and Monica Rambeau are heroes in the sense of the word, they are heroes in the Marvel universe to not try and apprehend a person that kidnapped hundreds of people. I thought it was a major plot point. And when she's in that cabin, remember she was in that cabin trying to magically get her boys back? Be on the run. I'm all for that. Like, I like how you got there, but try to get her. Start the chase. (laughs) Right. Just, just show me that, that that you acknowledge that she did something right. wrong. I mean, something I think not right. that may have been a time constraint that it, that would, I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get Bennett Cumberpatch to do it or they didn't, they wanted Somebody to like money that. into they it. could have did, done something. I, like something. Dr. Strange makes the most sense in that spot. Right. But I don't know. I'm, maybe they didn't want to, maybe they didn't want to touch WandaVision with Dr. Strange and make the whole series end up being about Dr. Strange. I think I'll have more of an appreciation of Loki if... Loki has an impact on something else. I think he will. I think you're gonna you're not gonna see him until after season two, and I think that's gonna set forward whatever the multiverse war is going to be. And he and Doctor Strange episode three episode three of Loki was that was painful. That was two guys on a train. I loved the series, and that was my least favorite. The lamentous one episode was my least favorite episode of Loki. What's your favorite part of Loki? I loved. I, I, sell me on this. I, I don't know if I can. I just I'm a mark for Marvel, so I'm. I, it's hard for me to sell people and stuff. I I loved watching Loki evolve to the point of like he's not just. And that scene where he meets all the other Loki variants and they all start turning on each other because that's what Lokis do. And you see that moment in him where he's like, "Oh, this is this is okay. This is why everybody hates me." Because I'm I'm watching a room full of me's be me, and I'm like, okay, I can't do this. This is, and then you he has that moment where he's like, oh no, I have to fundamentally change, or I'm doomed to fail forever. So I think that moment when he's he's in that basement with all those Lokis and they're all fighting each other, he's like, I can't do that. I I'm doomed to fail if I keep down this path. If I keep following what every other variant of me has done, I'm going to end up here forever. And I think that's where he has that moment where he changes, and he's like, and then at the end when he's in that moment with you know, the one who remains and Sylvie and he's like, yeah, and who's no, that I, guy? Who's that? That's dude? Kang. That's Kang the Conqueror. Are you sure that's Kang? The that's Conqueror? a very well, he's he, he, that's not actual Kang. I think Kang is a variant of him because he calls it. I've been called many names. Conqueror. That's Kang. I mean, right. he's Kang the Conqueror. There's purple everywhere. That's Kang the Conqueror. And that's the guy that's supposed to be Kang the Conqueror in the Ant-Man uh, Quantumania movie. I think it's the actor that's supposed to play him. Oh, okay. In the Quantum Mania movie. Well, that's so that is that's that's but a variant of Kang. He's not going to have a blue face. I don't I don't know if they're going to go blue face or not. That just that statue at the end. You see when Loki is in that in the, in the alternate universe, and you see that statue right. of him at the end. He's dressed like Kang. He's got that thing around his neck. He yeah, looks like yeah. Kang, except for the the Kang face. was one of the action figures I had from the Secret Wars. Yeah. Remember the Secret Wars where, yeah, I, where oh, I, I, had, I had those action figures too. Yeah. Spider-Man and Spider-Man's hair. Daredevil's paint get... ran off. 
Yeah, Daredevil's paint would come off on your hand. You'd have red hands after playing with Daredevil. See, for me, it was Spider-Man, uh, the, the middle of the costume rubbed out. So I used to call yeah. it the 1966 Spidey because that was that cartoon. <laughs> they didn't have the animation, didn't draw the web everywhere. Right. So I thought that was, <laughs> that was in continuity. I, I, I was making that. We'll be back with more of the Hall of Justice, but first, I have to tell you about another podcast I do, and yeah, we talk about it from time to time, but anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes, I love the Hall of Justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words, because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat? So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show. They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish Geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests. You'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there. The other part of this is uh, the the storyline of Thor and how it's referred to, but barely. Um, what do you make of the idea that like any show that would be called Loki should have a major Thor connotation in it? Even if it doesn't have him. Even if it doesn't have him. I'm I mean, not they... saying it has to have him. Right. Well, they tell the kid Loki killed Thor. And then you had the old Loki was like, I missed my brother and I tried to find him. And that's how I got caught by the TVA. Like there was, I mean, you had Throg in there too. Yeah. <laughs> the little Thor frog. Voiced by uh, Chris Helmsworth. I yeah. So it was, they had little helmets in there, but I don't think they wanted, I think they wanted to really focus on Loki and not bring in too much Thor or anybody else to be honest. I think it's the same reason you see Doctor Strange in WandaVision. They wanted to focus on those characters. And not bring and not make these DC streaming shows about other MCU characters dropping in for a guest episode. And That's, what that about, was what I felt. Anyway. What about the idea that it was like 1970s tech? Was I that think that supposed was to be cute, or was that? Yeah, that's just. I love that, was just that Marvel being Marvel. I think I love that they had Miss Minutes, uh, voiced by another veteran yeah. of this podcast, the great Tara Strong. Oh, nice. Who was nice. Uh, Batgirl. Uh, we should note she was also uh, she's Raven in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. 
um tara oh, strong is a that. major voice a major voice and i just saw uh teen titans watch space jam did you see that oh i haven't seen that where's oh that at God. i have to watch that so it's teen titans go see space jam that's the name of the movie <laughs> and it's the teen titans are are visited by the aliens from the first space jam movie who steal yeah. the titans powers to become monsters again and right they all they do is they find a VHS tape of the first Space Jam and they watch it and it's interspliced and there's like commentary um, and like the Lola Bunny comes out and she's like wearing like a half shirt or something. Right. And they go, this isn't politically correct. <laughs> and Beast Boy uh, counts the uh, many times there's close ups of people's butts. So like it'll be the middle of Space Jam and all of a sudden Bugs Bunny will fall and he goes, there's a butt shot. <laughs> it's so fun. Greg Sipes is, is a beast boy and uh, oh. they're, they're just. They're, Teen Titans they're... Go the movies is one is an absolute blast. Of a That's movie a good one. And Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Have you seen that? Where they I haven't play seen that the... either. So remember the original Teen Titans series was like a serious show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they took the same voices and they made Teen Titans Go. And so the, there's a movie where the cartoony guys meet the real Teen Titans, and and then the Teen Titans from like the DC animated movies come in, and it's it's really funny. Have you watched? Um, I know we're going on a major tangent here, but have you watched uh, Titans? The show? I have not. I have not. It's pretty good. It's on HBO it Max. It's I might good. check that out. Uh, and supposedly this uh, season is Jason Todd gets killed. Oh, really? It's it's pretty good, and there's already an Oracle. So the, the killing joke already happened. Yeah, oh. apparent, apparently. Then who kills really? Jason Todd in this? Well, that's the question. That's the oh, timeline. Wow. Or does, does Jason Todd get killed and then the Joker kills and shoots Barbara? Right. You know, like, just because the, the Barbara Gordon has been cast doesn't mean she shows up in episode one. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, right. right, right For right, the right. first time, Titans is like, OK, now I need to see this, you know, and <laughs> it comes out in August. The first two is like they were good. Doom Patrol. Uh, you have to be high in order to. Uh, to, to I've heard good things about Doom Patrol, but I haven't oh, watched. Yeah. A lot of stoners like Doom Patrol. I'm telling you, if you're high, it's great. It's it's fantastic. Um. The parallel that I saw with this is very much like I saw with Black Widow. Let's talk for a second about Black Widow. Um, okay. I thought Black Widow would have much greater value if the same movie came out right after Civil War. If oh, I don't absolutely. know. That's, that was my, that, yeah. Yeah. No, you first. No, it, my biggest complaint about it was my biggest complaint was if this came out in 2017, I would have loved this movie. It's like a make good. And, kind of, and, but like, it had it come out in 2017, and then she gets on that Quinjet at the end, and they start playing the Avengers theme, you're like so pumped for Infinity War, right? And then her best moment, like, okay, yeah. Well, but. and this is my point, and it goes back to Loki. Watch the Marvel Legends, the thing on Loki, and watch the thing on, um, on Black Widow, and you'll see, yeah. 12 minutes of like you'll be gushing for this like the loki scenes are incredible and the black widow scenes are incredible to say that she just because she didn't get her own movie she didn't have an arc she had a great arc she did have an arc she's quintessential her scene with loki in the first avengers movie is brilliant when she's trying to outsike him 
And that stuff's great. Yeah. And it was funny because they show that in the Black Widow, but not the Loki. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in, in the retrospective, the yeah, whole yeah. thing is, is is really, really odd. Um, but in both situations, I would say for Loki, the character and Black Widow, the character, these were not additions. I just thought, I, yeah, was, I don't think Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Black Widow without the two minute scene at post credits, this movie doesn't do doesn't go doesn't do anything for the MCU at all. And all the all the post credit scene does is pump up another Disney streaming plus streaming move streaming series. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, Which it doesn't. It's do not that. their fault because you were supposed to see that before True. the Winter Soldier. That's but, not their fault because that's COVID. But Loki, I think, sets up a lot of. I mean, they've taken sort of the restrictor plate off of what Marvel can do going forward because they've created this multiverse now. So there's no boundaries to what they can do what characters they can bring in what variants of characters they can bring in and everything will make sense because you go well multiverse so that's that's what i think the loki series did was sort of just explode i thought this is what wandavision was going to do i thought wandavision was going to open up the nexus and create the multiverse but but they did that in loki instead which is okay. why i think the loki series has so much weight going forward and what it means to the mcu going forward and now it makes sense why the eternals are showing up because the Eternals say in the trailer, we sat back and watched up up until now. And I'm like, well, you sat back and watched while Thanos wiped out, wiped out half of the universe. That wasn't enough for you to show up. And like, okay, now it makes sense why they're showing up. There's going to be a multiverse war. So now it makes sense why the Eternals are coming. To me, anyway. Do you think the Eternals are in the same universe that we're in or that Marvel's in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't in. know. They could be in a dip. They could be in, they could be in the one that Loki got shit shot over to i don't know what universe they're in um that'd be, i, I have no, see I, that changes it that's why i'm saying like i'm not gonna just crap on this show just for the sake of it like i'm in the bag for this stuff i'm a marvel person i just yeah it left me wanting more not satisfied in any way and i just felt like for something that was only six episodes he spent a lot of time just sitting around talking <laughs> on a train well, that train episode. That, I texted you after that trade episode. I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I want this." <laughs> was not was not my favorite episode, but I but I think going forward, I think this is what triggers the Eternals to show up on in some multiverse. I'm not sure which one. This this sets up Kang. So when we see Kang in Ant Man: Quantumania, we understand where he's coming from or what that character is about. Which is weird because I think Kevin Feige said at the beginning of all these streaming shows they're not going to majorly affect the mcu movies they're gonna have you know they're like you got wandavision became scarlet witch falcon came captain america but this one loki you're altering the fabric of reality in the mcu by opening up this multiverse i think that's I a to big step number six because you i i don't know i i didn't find that guy this he who remains dude i didn't find him to be that menacing well i, I he, thought it was whole, i thought it was more jokey than anything else he, he chewed up a lot of scenery with his scene. I do agree with that. He did go overboard with his scene, but uh, he, oh, he says he's from the 31st century. That's where Kang's from. Um, he, uh, he, he calls himself the conqueror. He says when he gets stabbed and killed by Sylvie, he says, see you soon. Like he is coming back and that, and they, they, they alluded to all these different things with, with the color motifs and all this other stuff. That is Kang coming back. Right. King the Conqueror. So yeah, I just was... didn't want to think. I I think they want to save the actual 
Kang villain coming for the Ant-Man movie and just sort of allude to where that Kang is coming from, how he's getting into the MCU. And that's, that's what this scene was. Right. I, all right. Uh, I, look, <laughs> it was the first time that I didn't race to watch something like WandaVision. Oh. Well, first of all, WandaVision, we talked about this on the podcast, but for those of you who don't know, WandaVision originally was supposed to be the first three episodes were released back to back. Like they were in one day. Yeah. So the confusion about the first two episodes of WandaVision, I think, is a product of COVID delays and them trying to stretch it out. Yeah. So if you yeah. saw all three and you see Monica Rambeau coming back from the snap, yeah, you know, the, the, the blip or whatever the you, you, you call it, um, if you if you acknowledge that together and you see how um, that happens in one night, in one sitting, I don't think yeah. any of the, com- the problems with WandaVision exist because then. But I loved Wanda. Yeah. You know, the first two episodes, it was just like, well, what am I watching? I, I, I didn't understand what, what the point was. But in episode three, you start to get the sense of the plot. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So did, if you didn't, didn't have three weeks in between, that was a major criticism. Right. I didn't hate that. What I'm saying is for both WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, the minute I woke up and I knew it was a, it was there. I adjusted my day to see those first. See, I felt that way with WandaVision. I stayed up till midnight here on the West Coast to watch WandaVision. Falcon Winter Soldier, I did it with all three series, but Falcon Winter Soldier was the one where, like, it took me, I was really hyped to watch the first episode. And then, like, the first, the next couple episodes, it was just like, I wasn't dying. To, I watched them all, but I was not dying to see what happened next. Up until, I think, episode four. When John Walker kills those people. At, when John Walker. That guy. Yeah, that's when I was like, I'm oh into God. this series. That's oh when I was God. in. I was like, holy moly. But it took me three episodes to get to that point where like, oh, yeah, now we're here. But where um, in Loki are you like, holy moly? Because I didn't. I think a lot of that would happen with Loki is because I had no preconceived expectations for what this series was going to be so i was like where is this going what's happening here the other two like i said i knew this whole series was about falcon picking up the mantle and wandavision was about her becoming scarlet witch i knew what those were going in but this one i was just like every episode like where's this going what's happening why is this doing this so i think i was more intrigued than so you know hooked by a certain scene or an element of the show yeah okay i mean i'll buy it i i just thought um <laughs> I, I, maybe i want to re-see uh six you know part, part six just to, to maybe to, to get a little sense of the of the the dread what i found in loki was i watched it when it came around i'll tell you what i thought a better series was and i'm on record to saying this superman and lois the cw show with tyler hecklin oh really it's better than this uh, oh my god i haven't seen it this. the superman and lois um it could be if you in your mind if it's a, if it's a loose sequel of smallville and in your mind it's a it's tied into the Arrowverse. um the drama and the acting and the action for that was incredible whereas yeah. in loki so I, I wish i could tell you and, and the audience for that matter, the episode of Superman and Lois, when Superman is, they're trying to turn him. Um, Morgan edge is, is from Krypton and uh, they're, 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 you know, they're trying to brainwash him so that he becomes a soldier for this Kryptonian army. And Tyler Hecklin, it's got the heat vision and he's trying all this stuff. Right. 
and it's action packed. And then Loki's sitting on a train mm-hmm. or he's sitting at a desk. That was the other one. Him and Owen Wilson, they're searching. They're, they're flipping things. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I, didn't, I, like, I like, I like, I like, I like both those actors and I liked watching them do that. I mean, cause I've seen, I've, I've gotten my fill of action scenes in Marvel. I have like in the last hour of Endgame is enough to satiate me for two movies. The, the, the third act of Endgame. So I don't mind watching these characters sit there and talk and develop and see, see them really start to like, explore different avenues of who they are i don't mind that i wasn't going into loki wait, looking for great action same with any of these series i would like wandavision or even falcon winter soldier I, I didn't go into these going okay i can't wait to see some great action and there was some great action in falcon winter soldier that helicopter scene in the first episode is is one of the best action scenes ever yeah but i just never went into these series looking for that well, that's the thing. I think that what WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier did was raise the stakes kind of like what Mandalorian did. I know you're a big yeah. uh, Star Wars guy. Like, you know how the Mandalorian, yeah. you're like, you craved it. Like, you wanted to know where yes. this was going. And you were like, I want to understand who Baby Yoda is. And I need to know all this. And what's going on here? And why is right. this not happening? You know, and that's the that's the the hook what at least what i found um this was the first time it was like okay i'll get to it i knew we had the pot i knew we had the podcast i and and it's funny like there's there's the only time this podcast ever feels like work is when i watch (laughs) bad things (laughs) to review it uh the joker movie uh the birds of prey movie uh, there were Ooh. times where See, I agree with you on those movies. <laughs> it's just it's it's garbage. I just thought Loki was just eh. I just have a I was hooked on every episode. What what was coming next? Like the with Renslayer and what what she go where does she go and what did the, the little time thing give her? They downloaded files at the end of episode six and she's like, oh, yeah, this downloading isn't what I asked files. For. Like, that's again download. Yeah, but he's like this he thinks Marvel. you need to read this. He yeah. needs to he needs you to read this. She's like, read what? And then she's going off to do something. Where's she going? What's she doing? <laughs> I was intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't need the bloody shield to what to, to want to know what's next. I was I was intrigued by the the writing got me. I was intrigued by it. All right. Um, what? Let's put some context then. What in Marvel have you disliked? Has there been something in Marvel that you said? Ugh. There's nothing I, I like. I said I'm, I'm assuming you saw all the Netflix like uh, Daredevil and and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. And... I love Daredevil. Uh, Punisher. I was hot and cold with. Okay. Because it was just it was just so much brooding. I don't know. It was just too much brooding. Okay. With, with, with Punisher, but I did. I enjoyed the Daredevil series. Um, loved Daredevil. I loved the uh, lo- season one of Jessica Jones. I think is on par with anything marvel's ever done i might have to go back and rewatch that because i remember briefly watching it and not not loving it but i didn't hate it um i did i never watched uh defenders i didn't watch the series oh okay yeah it's pretty so, good um the um uh, the key with uh jessica jones season one uh we is one of the first pod, we just started the hall of justice and one of the podcasts we did there was this woman who wrote for the huffington post who wrote mm-hmm. that either the creator of Jessica Jones or an advisor had to be an actual rape victim because the PTSD displayed in Jessica Jones is too authentic. Oh, wow. And I was like, 
wow, that's a podcast. Like that got wow. me interested, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just, I, and then I rewatched that season one, getting ready to, to interview that, that Huffington post person. And it was that good. It was, it was that good. Hmm. Um, I need to go back. It's and really good. It season one of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, go is that and... good. The one time Marvel angered me. Yeah. Was, and I have to put it some context and I've told this on the podcast before my wife used to work for Marvel. Huh. So my wife worked for Marvel when Spider-Man three came out. Okay. So the Topher Grace, um, Toby with the venom Sandman. Yes. Toby Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. And left right when Disney got involved. Okay. Because everybody in licensing was moving to California. We weren't moving to California. And so she left. She left on great terms. And prior yeah. to COVID, we got invited to the friends and family screenings. Like we would see the Marvel movies like a month early. And it was torture right, right. because they knew about the podcast and they knew how we do the reviews. <laughs> and they would be like, don't review this. Don't review this. But that's how I saw Infinity War and uh, Endgame, like was with Marvel yeah. people, which is really fun. Uh, Iron Man 3 angered me to hmm. no end because you took of the, the mandarin well the uh, iron man's greatest villain and you made him an alcoholic actor like you belittled <laughs> the you belittled the only thing that an iron man comic ever had going for it and that's the mandarin and again this is why phase four scares me because i'll use loki i'll use black widow as the example it seems like a bunch of make goods it's like a, a b bunch of filling in the blanks because to me, Iron Man's the, the trilogy of Iron Man. Yeah. He should have been fighting the Mandarin. And if you want to make Ben Kingsley, the Mandarin fine, but don't tell me you yeah. have a master plan. What, what they realized was they thought the Mandarin was a dumb villain. And so they changed him and they said, well, yeah, I mean, they alluded to it in the first Iron Man when you see the Ten Rings flag in the in the tent of the right. of the what's of the Bane bad guy. So you they they made allusions to okay maybe the Mandarin is pulling the strings here a little bit, and then they just they dropped it in Iron Man two, completely. Right. Um. I but like I said when I first saw Iron Man three, it was my least favorite Marvel movie. However, I've gone back and watched it, and I've liked it more every time I've watched it. Huh. And it's not be and that like the Mandarin thing did bug me at the beginning. But the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, come on, make the Mandarin real. Um, but then I, I kind of let go of it. And I was like, you know, I just enjoyed the ride of what it was. And it's still not one of my top Marvel movies, but I don't hate it the way I hated it when I first saw it. <laughs> well, the funny part uh, about it is, is I blocked it out so that when Endgame, I literally say in the review, who was that kid at the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he does look a lot different. He's grown up. He's grown up. Well, and and the biggest thing was, again, my wife does licensing. So you had to see where my brain is at is uh, Tony Stark had a Dora the Explorer watch. Yeah. After the Disney purchase. Yeah. You couldn't CGI a Mickey Mouse watch in there. <laughs> like, you it might be cheaper for them just to the go Explorer buy Dora. Watch? The Dora the Explorer watch. Like, that's what you did. Iron Man 3, I'm telling you, we didn't have the podcast back when Iron Man 3 came out. But that's the one time I was like, this sucks. Loki is not that. Okay. Loki's not that. You're just, you're giving it like an eight or a nine. 
and I'm probably giving it a six or a seven. I'm giving it eight or nine because one, I love the character Loki. Two, because of what I think this series sets up going forward for Phase Four. Right. I just think the series, when you see once Phase Four is all done and told, I think you're gonna look back at Loki and go, "Okay, that was the launch point for most of this of what's happening." That's where. Right. That's what I feel anyway. Right. And what my fear is is that you're gonna see episode one of season two of Loki in three years because they have so many other things coming about first and they're going to do he's going to be right back where he was wearing the same outfit I, I, I don't know I think you're going to see season two before before Doctor maybe before Doctor Strange comes out hmm. I don't know well, I think before you see the big collaborative movie look I at think the you'll calendar. see season yeah. two Let's uh, let's uh, let's look at the calendar just to Doctor make Strange sure. is twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Well, that's what I want to. I don't want to guess. Uh, hold on. So I I I don't know. I think we'll. I think season two will play a part in whatever major move, big collaborative movies coming out. That's my guess, but I've been uh, wrong a thousand times. The next film to come out is Shang Chi. So Shang-Chi, Sh- then what? Eternals Shang-Chi and Spider-Man, is September right? 3rd, 2021. Eternals yeah. is November 2021. And then Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's the one I want to see. I want to see that, too. Even though he is the dumbest of all the Spider-Mans I've ever seen. <laughs> he, he is the most... Out, uh... he, he is... He's always fucking up. He, That Tom Holland character... Again, it's not Tom Holland. Because as we've said on this podcast many times... Ryan Reynolds was great in Green Lantern. It's not his fault he fought a cloud. Yeah. that's You can't blame him. Tom Holland is a great character, but this character is so stinking young that shit constantly is happening to him, and that's not Spider-Man. I, but, I, think, that, I think Marvel is trying to make those... Because Marvel always trying to make different genres with their films. They're always trying to do the sure. spy thrill of the action film, the whatever. And I think Tom Holland was supposed to be that teen, teen angst. Right. And they wanted him comedy. to go back because because yeah. Andrew Garfield got too dark and they wanted it to be kid. But then, you know, what happens in the first one? He gets locked in a warehouse, has to spend the whole night in a warehouse. Um, in the second one, uh, well, in Civil War, it's excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And yeah. he gets the crap beat out of him. The in in Avengers, he cries. He's the only one that cries. Well, he's 16. Hold on. <laughs> he's a kid. In Endgame, he can't get the football to the get get the thing, the glove to the to the destination. He needs six women to help him. <laughs> and again, I'm not against that scene. I love the women in, in, in the show, but it's always Spider-Man. It's he's constantly failing. He's, and then in the fi- in the far from home, he is the only human being on the face of the earth that can't yeah. figure out that Mysterio is bad. I think that's just I think you're going to see a turn in him at some point. I think this Maybe. is just the way they've they've sort of made this young kid finding his way to becoming a hero. And I think it's just that that this is his arc. And I think it'll eventually happen. It might happen in this next movie. Did you watch Maybe with the, the age the, of the other two Spider-Mans coming to help him? Who did knows? Did you watch the Spider-Man animated series of like the 90s? I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, I did watch. I, it was the same time as the X, the classic X-Men yeah, yeah. series. Yeah. And Christopher Daniel Barnes episode. Hold on. 194 of the podcast because we had Christopher Daniel Barnes on the show. The idea to me is I like Spider-Man when he's in college 
because when he's in college, he's heroic. And in, in even though Tobey Maguire was 35 years old when he when he played him, the character's arc was better. Yeah. And if you no. think about Spider-Man three, the original Spider-Man three, the problem wasn't Sam Raimi and it wasn't Tobey Maguire. The problem was shoehorning in two storylines because yeah. Sony told him to. No, because Spider-Man was... 2 is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Oh, ever made. Right. Yeah. Did you see that the rumor is that the time that Doc Ock enters the Marvel Universe is the exact moment that he hits the water? Yeah. So they have that? to de-age him, I guess, for a while. Right. For, the mo- for whoever he, however long he's in the movie. Right, because he comes so. out right literally in 2002. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Maybe this is the movie where they're... they're making peter parker grow up i'm Maybe. i'm hoping because this journey for him being this bumbling teenage kid is is going on a little bit too long i do agree he is being the bumbling teenage kid for too long and he does need to grow up at some point so hopefully right. and, that will and be the idea right and the idea is, is maybe he needs a, a lawyer and that could be matt murdoch yeah and that could be you know the matt murdoch from the netflix show like those were all would all be wonderful things yeah you know it's just that Marvel has with their phase four, a lot of just trust us. Well, they've built up that trust, I would okay. think. And what they've done the last 10 years, 15, 13 years, they've built it up. We'll see if, it, if, they, if they can, you know, pay it off. But yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of like, hey, we got this. Trust us. Look what we did before. This will work. So we're okay. like, okay, I'll, Eternals, we'll see what happens. In, so in cl- like- okay. So in closing, in hindsight now, mm-hmm. since uh, Black Widow uh, didn't crush it in the box office, do you think that Black Widow, since they did Disney Plus anyway, yeah, should they have released Black Widow on Disney Plus 12 months prior so that you see Black Widow before WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it I think it would have helped that I mentioned this to a friend too. I saw like if had they released this a year ago on Disney Plus, I think it would have it would have felt better and closer and more tied to Endgame a little bit. You I think you would have felt a little more emotional towards it. It's so far removed from her taking that plunge at the end of Endgame that you don't it feels so displaced because it's two years removed from that. And it's five years removed from where the film film should be. Right. So yeah, I do believe that the, the the year delay just to put it in the theaters to get an eighty million dollar opening weekend cost it a little bit. Correct, yeah. and and I and I get the sense, you know, the pandemic not being withstanding. If Endgame had not been released and we were in lockdown, how different the Marvel universe is is. If could you imagine if they delayed Endgame? Yeah. Could you imagine if they I mean, said, you know what? It's not safe right now. We're not going to have movie theaters. We're not going to release Endgame for a year. For a year. That bumps everything. I mean, they already bumped everything for, I don't know how, right. everything, kick everything down the road. Endgame would have just done, like, Spider-Man would have got bombed. crazy. Oh, I my mean, God. That is completely <laughs> bonkers. And it's only a mere matter of, like, what, eight months, nine months or whatever? But it, but it just goes to show you, like, Marvel, Marvel hit Phase 3 out of the park. Yeah, they did out of the park. That's a any analogy you want to make. It was out of the park. It was it was everything. Yeah. Phase four is a big old wait and see. 
Well, because you, you you don't have you don't have Steve Rogers, you don't have Tony Stark, you're lose you don't have the main guys that built Phase One, Two, and Three. You're you're going in with Doctor Strange, Loki, maybe Thor. Who knows if Thor goes past this next movie? So you don't it. You're trying to find the next guy that's going to carry it, and I think there's there's sort of search of that too. It might be Doctor Strange. And who do you what do you think they do with Black Panther? Uh, I mean, I, I get I assume they're turning it over to the sister. She's going to pick up the mantle. That's what you think? Even I'm assuming. She's really young. She's very young, but I I assume that's what they're going to do. I mean, you can't replace the character. You just have to sort of hand it off. So it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's a shame. I would like to see because I think he was going to be the flagship guy going for. I think he was going to be the Tony Stark of Phase Four. That's what they had planned, and it didn't. Well, work. and I I had I'm, I completely made up this rumor, but I thought it was a great rumor. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, T'Challa uh, meets Aurora Monroe in Africa. Mm. That that Black Panther meets Storm. Yeah, and that's how you introduce the X Men. That would have been great because that happened in the comics. They had a, like a love interest. Yeah, in the comics, and if you do that as the introduction, again, this is all before Chadwick Boseman died. But yeah, if you could do that, you could introduce Black Panther to. Aurora Monroe, maybe even before she meets Charles Xavier. Yeah. And you could introduce the world that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think WandaVision did a little, they did a little hint of like how the mutants could come about with the, you know, being near the the Infinity Stone energy and the snap maybe triggered the the dormant mutant gene in a lot of people. So maybe that's the way we're getting the mutants or maybe the mutants are coming from a different multiverse. We have no idea. After Loki. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. So the lesson here is uh, rewatch episode six because you're saying it's going to have major, major ramifications on the future of the world. And I think it was just a show in the middle of the night. I think it, I think it's going to, I think it's kicking off phase four to be honest. Maybe. Uh, How can people find you online, sir? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Eddie Pence, E-D-D-I-E-P-E-N-C-E. Or Don't you, you still my... have the special? Is, I do. Is on like Amazon now? Uh, Eddie Pence, the unspecial comedy special is on Amazon Prime. So if you're is a Prime Is that cool member... to go to Amazon Prime and watch yourself? It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I have to admit it, it's kind of cool. Is it better than The Boys? Yes. No, no you're. <laughs> I loved your special, but The Boys is better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to pump my special up. Of course you do. Um, no, it's great. Check it out. It's Amazon Prime. You go to my website, eddiepence.com, and it has a landing page for all that stuff, my special and my Twitter handle and all that stuff. So, And uh, and, and you're touring, too. Like, you're doing shows and... I'm doing shows around L.A. I haven't gone out on the road yet officially, so I'm I'm waiting to see how things are going to go forward and, you know, try to get... Was some that out of practice? Was that hard? So difficult. Like, my first spot was in March. I did a spot in March. I did 30 minutes in March, and it it... I hadn't been up on stage in a year and a half and it felt like the first felt time weird. doing stand. Yeah, I forgot sure. my jokes. <laughs> it's very weird. So and, weird. And how can you get the Ralph report? You got to pay. For uh, you it, go to, but it's worth, you got to pay for that. Totally. 15 worth cents it. a day, 15 cents a day. Uh, Patreon.com. Uh, the Ralph report. I think it's like three bucks a month. The low tier is three bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest doing at least five bucks a month on the second tier, because we have a lot of extra content for the two, three, okay. and four tier all right. Well, uh, and you'll come back to the to the Hall of Justice when we find something anytime. else. Anytime. 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 Yeah. Be careful anytime. what you wish for. <laughs> watch careful. Loki again and we'll do it again. We'll watch Loki. Well, I, I will say this. If 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 Loki turns out to have a major moment, either in Eternals or Shang-Chi, if I'm in a movie theater 
or on Disney Plus, and I'm watching these movies, and something with where Tom Hiddleston just smiles at the camera. <laughs> you're coming on that week. <laughs> <laughs> deal, deal. I don't think it's happening in those two movies, but deal. <laughs> That's Eddie Pence. Thanks for listening again. Go see Loki on uh, Disney Plus, and let us know what you think. And if you have any issues, and if you think Eddie's absolutely wrong, uh, do me a favor, <laughs> reach out to Eddie directly, and just keep me out of it. I've been uh, wrong before, so it won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> That'll do it for the Hall of Justice. Coming up, Masters of the Universe Revelation and Transformers War for Cybertron. We'll have special guests and reviews coming up next. We'll see you then.